Listen, if, if you want to be better, you, you have to meddle with a, a dark power inside of you. Okay, you, you have to tap into something that will be a little bit toxic. And that power is self-hatred. And that, that, that feeling that you have when you take an honest look at your body and your life and you say, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Right? Now, now the world will train you to silence that voice. Okay? No, 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 no. You're fine. You, you don't need to change. You know, all that body stuff, it's just kind of unhealthy and vain. And that's for like people on Instagram who are already in good shape. And you're just not like a fitness person, I feel like. And, you know, you're, you're happy. And you just need to love yourself. Just care for yourself in your own way. No. You have to hate yourself. It's... It's the difference between getting it done every day and giving up after a couple days. But here's where self-hatred can be bad. When you fail and you hate yourself so much, you actually decide to give up. How do you deal with that? Here's how. First, recognize, listen, you have tapped into something that is necessary for discipline, but it is an unstable power source. It is necessary, but unstable. This is how it's unstable. It gets you up in the morning, or you know, it gets you into the gym, but when you tap into self-hatred and then don't go to the gym anyway, or you eat the donut anyway, then you're screwed. Then self-hatred puts its boot on your neck and you feel overwhelmed, crushed, disabled, sapped of strength by disgust. And you're tempted to abandon self-hatred altogether because it's so painful. Oh, all this self-hatred stuff, this, what a terrible idea. But don't. Even though your self-hatred hurts you when you fail, and even though self-hatred is cruel to you, it plays fair. It does exactly what it said it would do. And this is the second point. Listen to your self-hatred when you fail. It's going to say, gotcha, I won. I was right. You're lazy, you're gross, you're weak, you're worthless. And here's what you say. You know what? Today, you're right. I failed. I was lazy. I was weak. It wasn't pretty. But tomorrow, I'm going to remember this feeling. I'm going to remember your boot on my neck and your smug look on your face. And tomorrow, you will know the feeling of being defeated, of having a boot on your neck. Because I'm going to crush it and I'm going to prove all those voices wrong. That's what you do with self-hatred that overpowers you when you fail. You yield to the voice and you say, okay, you got me today. And you know what? <laughs> You're right. Don't tell yourself that self-hatred has nothing to say to you. Okay, Most of the things self-hatred says to you before failure or after failure are truths you have been neglecting for a long time. And it hurts to hear them all at once. But don't confuse that pain for untruth. 
yeah, but what about self-love, right? What about self-care? Shouldn't I, shouldn't I love myself, right? Wouldn't I want my kids to love myself? What about my inner child? Okay. You are now learning that self-love doesn't always feel good. And this is one of those things, those myths from childhood that we learn that a lot of adults just never unlearn. Okay? The self-love doesn't always feel good. That was a childish conception of self-love. In fact, we now have to make a distinction between sinister self-love and real self-love. And between sinister self-hatred and real self-hatred. And here's the confusing part. Sinister self-love and sinister self-hatred are actually the same thing. It is the habit we have of indulgence which destroys us. Death by self-love. Weakness by self-love. You know, we don't see things that make us weak as forms of sinister self-hatred. Things like indulging in comfort food and taking unearned rewards for ourselves that make us fat and slow and weak and undisciplined. You know, so, so instead we have to opt for a more complex, raw version of self-hatred. That is every bit as much our friend as self-love. We need it for its power. We need it like the dark side of the force to give us power when we are facing something that is just too much. Even if that too much is getting up early or going to the gym or putting down the junk food, whatever it is to hit our goal, to commit to the system we've committed to, sometimes we need that dark side power of self-hatred to get us there. And sometimes... Therefore, we face the toxicity that seeps into our souls when we fail and self-hatred puts its boot on our neck. So when you fail and self-hatred turns the knife against you and says things that hurt you, laugh it off, shake it off, and critique your self-hatred this is important. Critique your self-hatred when it says anything that smacks of finality. So when you hear it say, see, I knew you were a failure. I knew you were weak. You say, you know what? I did fail today. You're right. Today's decisions were made out of weakness. On that, you are correct, sir. But I'm not a failure. I'm not a weak person. In fact, I'm going to use this very experience to make me strong. Say what you need to say, okay? Today you can do your little victory dance, self-hatred. Tomorrow, I'm going to remember this, and I'm going to make you look as stupid as I feel right now. And I'm going to get the chance to do it. As sure as the sun rises, I'm going to get the chance to make you look stupid. Keep self-hatred as your energy. Keep self-hatred as your internal competitor. You need it, and it is cruel, and it hurts more than if you didn't use it. Okay? Because people who aren't committed to fitness and don't tap into self-hatred, how do they feel when they don't go to the gym? They feel fine, right? 
They feel fine because they're not tapping into that dark side. They're not tapping into that self-hatred to get them there. Therefore, when they fail in fitness, nothing happens emotionally. They're like, man, I'm just, I'm just living, man. I'm <laughs> just doing life. But when you tap into that self-hatred to get to the gym, it changes your whole life, okay? It puts a different Instagram filter on everything, okay? It elevates it. It turns the gain up on your emotions across the board by allowing that in, by waking that beast and allowing it, inviting into your mind, into your heart. And that is a risky move, but for most people, myself included, it is a necessary move. And it doesn't mean it's necessarily unhealthy. It just means it requires some skill to learn how to wrangle with it. So keep self-hatred as your energy. Keep it as your focus, your determinations. It's, it, it belongs to you. Your self-hatred may feel like your enemy, but it is your slave. It belongs to you. So use it for your purposes. It's powerful. But if you know how to listen to self-hatred, and if you know what to say to it and how to wrangle with it, you will crush it in the gym and in your diet and in your fitness commitment far better than someone who doesn't.